Okay, good. Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley, the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the DS Radio Network. Good evening, everyone, and good morning to Australia. It's 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday in Australia, but we are broadcasting live out of the United States of America. And thank you, everyone. We have a great show tonight. We have another exciting podcast group that has come onto our podcast as we kick the year off. We have Luann and Robin's show called Faces, The Hidden Truth, and it is also a blog talk show. It's usually done on Wednesday nights, and we're so excited to be partnered up together. So welcome, Luann, and please introduce everyone who's here with you. Oh, hi, everybody. This is Luann Fleming from Faces Radio, Families Against Court Embezzlement, Unethical Standards. As, as I said before, I'm Luann Fleming. I'm one of the co-hosts out of four and I will have Robin Austin on with us probably in about 15, 20 minutes. And then I also have uh, Marcy Friedman. She'll be joining us. And that's a 786 area code, just in case you want to pull her in. I'm not sure when she will be on there. And then we also have okay. Hillary Hogue. She's also one of our, our, our co-hosts that have uh, been remarkable. These co-hosts have been absolutely remarkable for the last five, at least five years we've been together. So, Hillary, say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone, and again, thank you for, for having me. I'm honored to be on the Marty Oakley Show with, with Cause, and um, looking forward to 2024. 2023 was, you know, it was good. We did lose Marty Oakley, but we are fired up, and we are ready to go, and we have new victims who are becoming advocates who aren't afraid of, of the the enforcers of guardianship abuse throughout the world. So I am very, very excited. And, again, thank you so much for inviting me to be on. It will be, as always, a great show. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank, thank you all for coming on. Yes, for those who don't know, we lost our beautiful Marty on April 1st of this year. And we have, uh, it was a struggle to fill her shoes. And I just really appreciate, Luann, all the encouragement that you gave me, all the messages, like if you need any help, and just so many people just, Mm -hmm. you know, rallying and just being so supportive. And all of our sponsors that Marty had have continued to sponsor and encourage me on on this podcast. So it's been quite a ride there's definitely it takes a lot of people to fill marty's shoes and she was just one one tiny little woman but oh my goodness it's been it's been uh not easy to fill her shoes but we've been able to uh carry her torch and so thank you so much to help us kick off the new year unfortunately we don't have her with us and this will be our first full year going going out alone without marty but we're going to do it Unfortunately, we still have to have these shows because the problem hasn't resolved. And here we are, another year, but you know you're right. We're starting to get a lot more awareness. Hillary, I see that your name comes up in some of the big articles lately, so kudos to you for that. That's amazing. Um, I was telling Luann, I believe that both of these podcasts, here on Blog Talk that we that we both do are probably the only podcast in the world 
that really focus on abusive guardianship. Have you heard of any other podcast that is really that this is their focus? Not, not. You want to go ahead and answer that, Hillary? Go ahead. Out saying fluent, not that are on on a weekly basis. I think um, Apple did one, but it's always, you know, one and done. Not like your show, not like Luann's show. And I'll tell your listeners that when my dad was put into an emergency temporary guardianship in November of 2017, I always say, you know, I was a Wissett New Yorker, smart. No one was going to get over on my family. Well, they did, and they did it in Florida. So I had no lifeline. Wow. I called everyone that I thought would help me, the police, um, the judge, uh, my political, um, you know, I'm a constituent uh, of many politicians, and none of them did anything. I can't remember how I saw something about <coughs> Luann and Robin's show. And every Wednesday, I mean, I would pick my kids. They were very young at the time at the babysitter. And in my New York English, I would say, hurry the fuck up. We've got to get home by 9 o'clock. And <laughs> Luann and Robin's show is basically what saved my life from going, thank you, going over the deep end. Because it's so easy when you're, you know, you're ostracized from everyone. They don't believe what's going on. And you have no one to turn to. And, and I cannot praise Robin and Luann more more than I do because they deserve it because without them, I don't know if I would have continued the fight. And I don't know if my father would be living with me now and not in a for-profit guardianship. So these shows are so important, and, and you're right. I've only heard of Luann's and your show being, you know, on a continuous basis. Yeah, I know. I know Marty started this year is going to be 15 years of her running the show. And then I know, Luann, you had told me that Marty was a big mentor to you to get your show up and running. How many years have you done your show now? We've, we are going on, this year will be eight years in May. So, and I remember wow. starting, out, starting out, I wasn't really sure what I was doing, and and I I didn't have the phone the right phone services, and I'd end up doing some of my phone calls. My show was in like McDonald's and villages and restaurants because my cable wasn't working, and I was really new at it. And so it took me a lot to learn the process. It took me like a year consecutively working it nonstop. Yeah. And then I would I would talk to Marty Oakley, and she says, well, you got to do it this way, and you've got to make sure you do it this way, and you can copy whatever you want from me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She, she basically held my hand through it, and she goes, but you're not giving up. Whatever you do, you're not giving this show up. I said, okay, you know, I, I, that would be great. And she basically, I, I tell you, I fell so much in love with her. She was a strong woman. And she'll always be my number one person in this world for the blog talk radio stands because she really um, just hit it out of the ballpark. I mean, she would reach out to people. She was really, really caring for everybody. And so we carry her legacy through your show and our show continuously. Absolutely. And it looks like we have Marcy joined us. Marcy, would you like to say hello? Yes. Hi, Carlos. And uh, hi, Luann, and thank hi. you so much for having me um, as a guest and uh, in order of um, the sweet, unbelievable human, Marty Oakley. I wanted to, um, in memory of her, um, I would say that um, what's happened to her and that Regina Crenshaw, Global Crenshaw, have they, like, suddenly lost their life? Uh, they would both, they're probably celebrating in heaven because um, in Florida, we're working, I'm working really hard with Florida Now. It's an organization which is a sister company of, of the sister organization of now.org, which is nationwide, and along with mm-hmm. Green Black here. Uh, we're working very hard to try to pass this guardianship bill. Uh, House Bill 887 is to prevent isolation of the elder, elderly and the vulnerable and to try to get 
more transparency in the court system and uh, making some positive changes um, and, and to protect the elderly from getting suffering injuries like all of our parents have our mothers and many victims uh, that are going through this and their daughters and their sons are you know are being targeted because they're just trying yeah. to protect their their loved ones so if anybody from florida or anyone can really um and and, uh, and luann can post the um link if they can just go in and it's very easy it only takes two seconds they have already prepared a letter that all they have to do is click on it and it goes to each of the representatives uh, showing that we support it and uh, to please support this, this house bill. So Florida, uh, the elder population in Florida can feel safe. Anyone from 55 and above and, and then disabled, we can definitely be out of their voice. We can bring Marty Oakley back and we can bring Dr. Crenshaw yeah. back that we were such strong advocates for bring our parents, our mothers back. But we can certainly try to continue to have a voice so this doesn't happen to any one of us and any of our Absolutely. children or any any other human um, that that um, is encountering these um, God, you think that that Hamas in our country already. I mean, I look at yeah. I look at the news, and, and you see, that, yeah, no different than what they did to the Jewish people. They came in, they took them, and they isolated them, they kidnapped them, they trafficked them, and they held them hostage. What's the difference that happened to my mother and, and Luann's mother and everybody else? It's no different. It's the same thing. It just has a different name. It's shocking that it's happening in the United States, and I, I think it's really bad there in Florida. It's like a Venus flytrap. They draw the retired community down there. Now, what do you think? This is going to be a political question. You know, there's a guy, your governor, Ron DeSantis, he thinks he should be the president of the United States. I will not vote for him because of what's going on in his state, that the guardianship abuse is so rampant in the state of Florida. What, what are you and, all who live there in Florida, what do you think of this, of this governor well, that I, is letting this happen? I agree 100% with you. I know that Adam Walter from ABC News in the Price of Protection series and all the oh, reporters awesome. have interviewed Governor DeSantis. And Governor DeSantis himself said that this should not be happening. And that verbatim, I believe he said, this is crazy. This should not be happening. And this happened. And this is something. Florida. 
we're going to do something about it. We're going to clean it up. Great, great, great. Fast forward, I think it was two years ago, he was speaking at like a water park near my house. I hauled it there, and he treated me like I was a homeless person. And there's nothing wrong with homeless people. They're just down on their luck. He he threw me shade, and I have it on tape where I said, Governor, when can we have a meeting about guardianship abuse? He goes, oh, just hold on. Then his handlers swarmed around me, and basically um, he walked off as I'm calling him. This is about seniors. What are you going to do? Nothing. Like I was a piece of dirt. He's done nothing to help the seniors, but he will be the first person to say that he has done everything. Seniors first is his motto, but he's done nothing. So um, I don't think he's doing yeah. too well in the I don't think he'll make it, but anyway, you know, not my governor because he's done nothing to help anyone who needed it in guardianship. Another another scumbag that is going to think that they're going to run for president. So there's while we're talking politics here and um we're like the no spin zone we're we'll take them both down so and i'm gonna bash on a democrat for y'all so anyway supposedly biden is really down on the polls and that they there's rumor that he's going to step down at the last minute and there's the people who are on the short list one is this gretchen whitmer out of michigan and you know michigan's a terrible a terrible state and the other one is, is he's democrat the other one is that josh shapiro out of pennsylvania now he hails out of montgomery county pennsylvania which is rumored to be one of the most corrupt counties in the united states and so supposedly there's rumors there's going to be like a bait and switch at the last minute biden's going to be you know too senile to run for president and they're going to throw one of these two at us and i mean they're just as guilty as a i mean we're we're really screwed but hey i think robin has joined us robin are you area code 703 is that you robin no he's a he's actually 828 well then we have a a caller who might have a who's 703 703. yeah i'm marcel oh marcel Marcel's Marcel. joining us. Marcel, thank you. Thank you for joining. Marcel <laughs> yeah, is one of our, our biggest sponsors here, and she runs the Whistleblower Summit. And we're so excited to be kicking off the new year with our both of our podcasts and just, you know, working as a team together. Marcel has her shows on, on um, Blog Talk also. Marcel, do you have a question for us? Yeah, but I also have a comment. You know, I love Marty like all of you did. And um, yes. and Marty was the real reason that we brought guardianship up at the level that we did here in D.C. It was Marty that drove the panels. It was Marty that, um, you know, invited people to speak yes. on the panel. And I've worked with Marty for nine or ten years now. She's had these panel at the summit for a good seven years now, and I've worked with um, Zena Crenshaw across all kind of human rights issues over the last 12 years, and they were, oh, over the last 12 years, they were, guardianship is what we're discussing, but when I think of Marty and I think of um, Zena um, guardianship may be what we're all discussing today, but what they truly were were amazing humanitarians. They were yeah. amazing. And Zeno yeah. went to the UN right. to plead for people who were at the margins of society. And I've worked with her with so many different issues. It is amazing the work that Zena did. And it is amazing how open Marty was to not just see the pain in a particular arena, but she could carry the pain across arenas. So I remember when um, she told me that she worked um, for the wild horses and when she went up against the USDA. And there was just so many things that these big-hearted women did. I just wanted to bring that out to everyone because hearts this big 
don't stop at a single issue. They understand all connected. And that was the great gift of Marty and Zena. They understood it was all connected. And sometimes I'm so frightened that people get caught in silos. So it's only their pain that counts. And they can't or won't see the pain of other people. We all need to be open and compassionate and have empathy for all those that are going through this and yes. try to remember that everybody is important, that everybody has their own story, and they're just as important as anybody else. And to try to work together this year and set up, you know, the egos aside because every single one of us has our story. Yes, and everyone, every yeah. single one of us can fight for justice. And that is mm-hmm. what I remember most about and everybody, Marty. And everybody's idea is to work. Yes, it's to fight Marty for justice. Up. Yeah, so thank you very much. I will always love Thank Marty. You. I will always love you ladies for doing what you can. Take care. Right. Thank you. Oh Thank you for God. coming on. Thank Thank you, Marcel. I'm going to put you, if you want to talk again, I'm going to put you back on mute because we have a lot of people on here. So um, I'm going to say goodnight and thank you so much for having me. I'm out with my girlfriend. Thank you, Marcy. We'll talk um, later, Marcy. Okay. All right. Good All night. Right. Bye-bye. And I thank you, Marty. Let's keep continuing her legacy and her work. There you go. Thank, thank you. you. Have a nice evening. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. Yeah, Marcy. Marcel, Marcy. Now that yeah, Marcy is going out with some friends tonight, and I told her just to call oh, into the show. So, yeah, good. So we've awesome. got us three girls just got this show. we got it. Mm-hmm. That right. was that was sweet of her. Uh, now I get to brag on Marcel because I put her, I I muted her again. I am, I used to be so starstruck by Marcel, and when Marty when Marty I didn't know Marty was going to pass away. I mean that I was very blindsided. But Mar but Marty set me up with women that were going to support me and to help me be able to step in on these Friday night shows. And one of the women that Marty made sure to come be my mentor was Marcel Reed, who we just heard from. Marcel Reed is such a big deal. You can Google her. She has a wiki page. She was with the Acorn 8 and helped do whistleblowing for that. There's a book she wrote, and she started the Whistleblower Summit that is there in Washington, D.C. And she... I'm just in awe of her and the friends that Marty had that Mar- that came out of the woodwork after Marty passed away just to be so supportive and so wonderful. And there's no way I would be doing this if it wasn't for the people that that Marty hooked up to help mentor me and to keep me going here. And, I mean, really special shout-out to um, Debbie Dahmer, who is now my mama bear, and Chris over there in Australia, like, just right there. And then Elaine and Marsha out of Nazca, like, just everyone who just really stepped up and made sure that we were going to keep this show going because this was so important to Marty to keep the show going. And she loved you, Luanne. She was so excited that you had your show going in eight years is such a big deal. Oh my gosh. Eight yeah, long years. I know. And it's, I thought, I never thought for one minute in my whole life that I would even consider, consider uh, radio broadcasting or doing anything like this. So it's been shocking to me that I've actually stayed in there. And I know after my mother passed away four years ago, they asked me if I would continue. And I'm like, yeah. There's a, nothing's being done about this yet. You know, we have a lot more attention with conservative guardianship abuse, but we need a lot more. We need a village of advocates that come together, yeah. kids of groups, advocates of everybody working together, not, not 20, yeah. 30, 40, 50, 60 different people, organizations. We need some massive organizations to come together, you know, and, and – 
you know, and I and I I really want to hit on to advocates just have to be nice to other advocates. I mean, I hear it all the time, and I I just don't think that's going to keep the ball rolling. We have to all work together, no matter what our differences are for anybody, you know. And I yeah. think that's really important to bring um, to bring everybody that we have to we have to build an army, you know, basically to bring this out into the open. And I think we've done very well. I think we're, we're, we need yeah. more exposure, but I think altogether, when I started this over 10 years ago, I was just Dr. Sugar and a few other people, and that was it, you know, and, and NASCA. But I really didn't even know who mm-hmm. NASCA was. I didn't know anybody. So we've really come a long way, and I'm really grateful to everybody on our show. And, and Marty Oakley, I just absolutely loved her, and, and I know that everybody that's been on your show has been remarkable in getting the word out. So, yeah, I'm really grateful that we have more shows. And I know that we're going to be doing our shows periodically together yep. so we can yeah. keep it going, keep it going. Keep, so we, have, we have a very, I, I believe we have a very similar audience. And it's what people love about both of our shows is that once you are, you like you're in the trap, all of a sudden you're going to find out that you're not alone and that you're not the crazy one and you're going to find us. We all found each other on social media. People find us on these podcasts and we all unite. I know with Diane Diamond's book, I, I ordered the book and I started looking through the book. I pretty much knew every single person that was written about in the book and knew the stories. And mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, you know, and when I think about, like, if you just look at, like, your Facebook friend list, like, all my friends are people who are in this advocacy. And that is, like, the beautiful silver lining, like, you know, for our loved one. In our opinion, many of us believe that our loved ones were murdered in guardianship. Mm-hmm. And to to have a bond like that, that, you know, your loved one was possibly murdered by court-appointed guardians, mm-hmm. that's a big bond. And that's. There's just something, but yet all these beautiful friends that I've made, you know, and that I would mm-hmm. never know in a million years. We wouldn't be having this conversation had it not happened to either one of our families. And speaking of advocates, we have a birthday today, so we've got to do a call out. Today is Cynthia Hayes' birthday. And Cynthia oh. Hayes, is, yes, it's her birthday it's out, and it looks like, if I'm looking on Facebook correctly, it looks like she's out on a cruise somewhere enjoying her birthday, a much-deserved birthday getaway. And uh, she is the Justice for Betty Hayes page out of Michigan, so everyone needs to go and check out that. She's on TikTok. I think last I heard she has, like, I know she has over 10,000 followers on TikTok or on Facebook. I think if she had like 40,000 followers or something on TikTok, she's very big on TikTok. Her marketing skills for getting the story out is just, I mean, wow. I just can yeah. say wow. But anyway, shout out to Cynthia Hayes. I don't know if she'll hear this story or hear this shout out, but anyone who's listening that knows Cynthia Hayes, please make sure you send her birthday greetings and let her know that you heard it here. Another fun shout-out is we have um, the Carolyn's Law. It looks like that's going to go to um, – it's going to be presented in New York by a state senator, Anthony Palumbo, and that's very exciting because I know that Justice for Jet- Betty Hayes, that they are part of the advocacy for that Carolyn's Law, and that's more of the East Coast up there, you know, New York, Michigan, Pennsylvania, they're all, everyone working together up there. We're all over the coast. It's really sad. you got the East Coast and the West Coast, you know, it's, and every place in between. We've got guardianship abuse. So uh, another fun thing that we got going on, I don't know if you all heard this, there was actually an open investigation of Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, and Chester County, Pennsylvania. It is with the Department of Justice, and it is with the Civil Rights commission and i actually looked up if it's called color of law if you are a judge and you basically racketeered and used your position as a judge to profit yourself the penalties are as big as a death penalty did you guys know that there's a death penalty i've I've heard that and you know what i can't tell you 
how many complaints we've had about those counties. I mean, it is a nonstop complaint. So I'm really glad they're being investigated. That is amazing news, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, and so if you, if anyone is listening and you are victimized in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, or Chester County, Pennsylvania, there are two counties right next to each other. You can go to the Shenanigans in Montgomery County Courthouse Facebook page, send a private message, because you can, A, just put a blank complaint in, but there's two investigators that you can actually get the personal email address of and you can get that complaint right to those two investigators and so that information is being vetted through shenanigans in montgomery county facebook page so if you want to go there and get and get that information and then get your complaints filed directly and in montgomery county there just was recently gloria byers and she pled guilty and i have a theory I don't know what, like Luann and Hillary, tell me what you think of my theory. Okay, so she pleads, she pleads guilty, but I think she's the small fish. She's looking at, she was looking, she's about 40, 65 years old, and she was looking at 40 years in jail. So let's do the math. That's the rest of your life. If you're mm-hmm. Gloria Byers, are you going to take a plea deal and sing and bring, and Judge Ott, who's like a really, you know, he's like, the reason why they're called Ott Holes up there in Pennsylvania after (laughs) Judge Ott. Um, Austin Gibson coined that term, so I love that term. So anyway, Judge Ott and his merry band of Ott Holes there. Um, Judge Ott was was using Gloria Byers as one of the uh, guardians that he was that she was dishing out. And I believe she had like 300 wards at the time. Can you believe this? Like one person can Mm -hmm. take care of 300 people. Anyway, I think that the because all this investigation, we were actually contacted, the victims of Montgomery County were actually contacted by these investigators. It was not because we put reports in, and they said we need you to file these reports, these specific reports with this specific agency. I think there's a plea deal that's happening, because we were contacted the week before the plea deal happened. What do you guys think? Could there be, that's a big deal. What do you guys think is going on? Go ahead, Hillary. You want to talk first? I well, I mean, I'll just think, say what I think in in regards to what I know experience-wise with let's just say Rebecca Fearley, but for me, my go-to girl for who I am now, Tracy Hudson, who's sitting in a prison in Ocala um, for the crime she committed as a guardian. Why? My thing is, she got she got like twenty years probation, eight years in jail. But why is she? I don't think she sang. Why wouldn't she? She really? has made a deal to 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 sing and to to tell whoever it is a confession about the judges. A, but we know definitely the attorneys that represented her. They had to have known what we, what she was doing. And oh, just absolutely. look the other way because they were they were billing by the hour to the ward as well. So I mean, if if she sung a good song, Miss Byers, why didn't it come out? You know, so that everyone would yeah. listen and the guardians are going to turn. I don't know. I don't know why they're not doing it. Maybe they're getting a little egg. They think that they'll get when they get out or their family. But if I was facing five years in jail and I had information on other people who were doing the same thing, all loyalty goes out the window when you're facing jail time, I would think. I would think. I would think as loud as possible. So that's the only thing I could ascertain, you know, that none of them, all the guardians that have been arrested in Florida, none of them from what the public knows, which is obviously not much, has turned any of their attorneys or any of the judges in for kickbacks. Right. And do you know the, the last um, – right, Adam Walter just did that one piece, and, and there was that one judge on there with the blonde hair, and she was saying how how professional yes. Tracy Hudson was. So can my I, can question I just, to can everybody – right. Luann, can I just say – I'll just – Go ahead. Judge Campbell on the bench saying, 
you know, this had nothing to do with guardianship. I only know Miss Hudson to be a fantastic guardian. She is, I have many cases with her, and she's great to make us, you know, look like conspiracy theorists. We're sort of losers, only, of course, for her to be, be arrested and, and be in prison now. But I'm sorry for interrupting you, Luann. Please continue. Yeah, you know, like I was going to say, um, and, I, and I've got this, a lot of work I've been putting into a book lately. I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, But the, yes. the bigger question is, and I have this in my book, is how did these guardians get by uh, with what they did for so long? Who is responsible for letting uh, these people abuse so many? And is the judges involved? And my other question is, is it the Office of Public Guardians? What are they doing? And how many how many folks knew and aided these women or these men as well as profited themselves? So you have to ask all these questions. Who is yes. the really guilty people here? I mean, come on. If a, if a judge didn't allow this, none of this would be happening. Why are I think they? it's the judge. I think at the end you of know? the day, it's the judge. And mm-hmm. uh, one thing that we did, we forced Judge Ott into an early retirement, and I wish more people, you really have to work as a team to do this. And I'm going to tell you how we do it, how we did it. He was forced into retirement three days early. Could just be a coincidence. So this might not have anything to do with it at all, but I'm going to tell you what we did. You need to find victims in your same county. So at the time when we did this, there was eight families in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. We all petitioned the state legislature at the same time, on the same day, that we wanted to testify before the state legislature that he should be impeached. He announced his retirement the next day, so we never had our opportunity to basically tell the crimes that he did. Now, was it a coincidence? Maybe it was a coincidence. Why would you retire three three years early, the day after we all filed these complaints? Could just be a coincidence. I don't know, because I have to say that, you know, to cover my butt. Maybe it was just a coincidence. But you know what? It's really hard to find people to get together and file the uh-huh. complaints so that you can impeach the judge. People are afraid so, to file the complaints. We're trying to get Judge Lois Murphy now in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. I want to get like eight families. So anyone listening, like, come on, we're getting close. Because she basically took over for Judge Ott. And if you go on Shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page, you be the judge and decide what, how, how uh, righteous this Lois Murphy actually is. But anyway... Everyone's like, well, they'll just put another evil judge in, you know, control or she's going to, you know, retaliate and everything. And it's like it's like playing whack-a-mole. If you can keep taking them out, eventually people, I mean, eventually I would think it was going to stop. I did a little research on on, uh, punishment for judges. Mostly in the United States, there's not a lot of punishment. They basically just get fired. So this Department of Justice one color of law with the carries a death penalty, that's pretty an interesting way to go at it. Another interesting way that you can go at it is through a charge called felony murder. And how that mm-hmm. works is is first you would have to prove that the judge was racketeering other under the federal RICO laws. And now if you're racketeering, that was basically it's like mafia. And we, we all know that we're preaching to the choir. All of our listeners know they're racketeering. We know they're racketeering. But you need to be able to prove that they're racketeering. Right. Right. If you can, you know, and someone needs to follow the money and the bank accounts and everything, and that's above our pay grades here. But I I really believe they could find it. So anyway, if you can prove that the judge was racketeering and the charge of felony murder is, If, while you are committing a felony, someone dies, even if you didn't actually pull the trigger, and they always use the example, if you go in and you rob a bank and you pull the gun in the bank and someone in the bank has a heart attack because they're freaking out and they die, that burglar 
is responsible for the death of that person who had the heart attack and died because they got, you know, upset. I mean, now let's talk about chemical restraints and the isolation and everything else that these guardians do. I think we could basically get that felony murder charge. Felony murder does carry the death penalty. These are two ways. And I strongly believe, and this is going to be a very offensive comment that I'm about to make, but I think you girls can handle it. I strongly believe that there needs to be a judge that is handed the death penalty to send a message across the United States that this is a serious crime and you could face the death penalty. What do you guys feel about a judge facing a death penalty? I think I, I personally think something like that needs to happen because judges right now sit up there, they think that they could do whatever they want. I mean, I have seen some horrible things on Zoom calls. I've heard some yeah. horrendous stories. I believe that's the only way we're going to send a message to the judges that this needs to happen. I really do. Because if we don't get back our country, it's going to be handed down to the next generation, the next generation. So whatever we could do, I agree. I mean, if it wasn't for the judges telling everybody to ice people, medicate them, do whatever they want, take their property, go in and swipe whatever they want, it's it's up to the judges to decide that. And I do believe they all need to be held accountable. I really do. Hillary, what do you think? I mean, of course, that's that's a given. The judges have to be held accountable. Honestly, I can't see how there could be any way that judges aren't benefiting from what's happening in guardianship. And I can't believe that all of them are as cold and wicked as they are. I mean, I remember, I mean, gasping with what these judge judges were doing to to the elderly and, and to their family. But you know, the closest that we've seen, you know, to get any sort of confirmation, concrete. And, and again, judges have immunity. You know, so there's yeah. really not much is with you know the real estate that they buy homes and they're paid off. You know, within months sometimes, this, that, and the other. But as far as accountability, it starts from the top. You can't tell me yeah. that Governor DeSantis, he says no accountability. This does nothing. You have a better chance of, of meeting Mother Teresa and the Pope at one study for lunch than you do even speaking to DeSantis um, about anything. Where did you need to give him 10000 and he might, you know, talk to you? It's OPG that cover up people. That's mm-hmm. what you do. So like Luann. Robin, Marcy, you and I who devote our lives to, to stopping the madness. We do this gratis. We don't get paid for it. And we've done more no. than elected officials who get paid, you know, a salary. And, and that's what, what irks me, you know, that, 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 yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, this article, Washington Post was the, biggie, the biggest one for me, front page. But the thing is, people have very short attention spans. You know, so they say, oh, yeah. that Harry, but what's happening over there? But also, in- right, you're breaking up, Hillary. Hillary. Yeah, Hillary, we're kind of losing you. But yeah, right, you um, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we, I mean, definitely, I feel that we need to send the message. There's death penalty, I looked this up, in some of the other countries, I mean, probably. <laughs> Countries that people don't feel that safe in, we're looking, you know, countries in the Middle East, countries in Asia, but these judges, it's death penalty. If you do this kind of stuff, you're, it's the death penalty. And I was reading some articles. I mean, they make them Forbes and New York Post, Washington, all these articles, and they'll talk about these rogue judges. And yet our judicial, the judicial corruption, it's just, it's out of control. And judges are basically, they call them star chamber is another word for them. Basically, they're running, they're like little gods in their own little chambers and whatever they say, and you're in civil court, and then they make up all this, oh, well, now we have case law because this corrupt judge, you know, did this and this. Oh, well, it's case law, you know, blah, blah, blah versus blah, blah, blah. And they keep using all this corruption against people. But what people need to realize is we're stuck in civil law in probate 
when you get into federal law, it's a whole different game. And we need to figure out how to get this into federal law because then it's game on. It is cut and dry. It's constitution. They don't use the constitution in probate court. They use case law. And they can go, well, in this case, you know, we did this and this. And they justify. And they're all working together all over the country creating case law so that you really, you can't win. You cannot win in civil court against these predators. You can't. Right. And it's right. because the what they're only doing, way we win. That what? What's, right. What, what's really going on is that these people in these courtrooms are doing criminal acts in a civil court. Yeah. So that's the right. problem that's going on is that you have to take all this out of the civil court into a criminal court. A lot of them won't do that because it's civil. So that's one of the biggest issues we have. But let me, if exactly. you can, can you hear me any better? Yeah. Yes. Sounds better. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really sorry about that. But, you know, Kaz, you just really, I mean, it was like an aha moment, and, and you just really interpreted the point so perfectly is that, yeah, everything, there are statutes in guardianship courts, but the thing mm-hmm. is, is that, yeah, everything is, Your Honor, case law, you know, jerk versus Henry says this, and yeah. it's just, yeah. it's an interpretation. It, it's it's mm-hmm. not rock solid, and that's what's crazy. But, Luann, you've heard this so many times, and you're going to hear it again. Very quick story concerning my father and advanced mm-hmm. directives, right? 2003, mm-hmm. my dad was living in sin with his girlfriend in Orlando. He got up, and he had breakfast. He put on his suit. He said goodbye to his girlfriend, and he went to his attorney. He's been using my, my grandfather, the same firm, trust them profusely. He knew what he wanted if he was in an accident or, uh, you know, infirmities of aging made him um, incompetent, incapacitated. He paid his attorney, Bruce Weigel. He shook his hand. And when my father left that attorney's office, he felt content. It's such a big thing to make a will, a trust. Uh, mm-hmm. power of attorney, creamy guardian, he yeah. felt good that anything happened, everything would be taken care of because he signed off on it. And the first thing that was done when the emergency temporary guardianship was put in place was all of those documents were thrown out exactly. in the garbage. They mean they yeah. meant absolutely nothing. They were done decades ago. He there was no question of his capacity. So you know that's another thing. People, well, I got these documents and we're all set. No, you are not set because <laughs> all of that is <laughs> right. Oh, all God. of the yeah. judges don't give a shit about these advanced directives. All they need is one of their friends to say, you know, Your Honor, we got to make sure we have a feeling that the family member who is the, you know, power of attorney is on the take this, that, and the other. Well, if that was the case, call the police. Let's do a full investigation. They never do exactly. it. Exactly. No. They <laughs> never do it because it's all bogus. And the only yeah. way to get any of this in criminal law, us regular people, we can't do it. It's it's the government. It's the investigators. It's the only way we can get it. And because we can't get this into federal court because all the money in the world, we can't get something into federal court. Guess who can do it? The feds. That's why they're called the feds. We can't do, do it. That, why do you think we can't go federal or haven't been able to? You have to find a government agency that would file it, you know, just like if you're like, let's say, you know, I live, I'm from, you know, Wisconsin. So we had, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. So when Jeffrey Dahmer went to court, it was the state of Wisconsin versus Jeffrey Dahmer. It wasn't all the victims versus Jeffrey Dahmer. So when you go into criminal court, it's the state or the federal government versus, you know, so-and-so. It's not us. We, you know, can then go into civil, just kind of like the OJ. If you think about the OJ trial, it was the state of California versus OJ Simpson. Now he he wins and he's found not guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. But then you Mm -hmm. go into civil court where it's different rules and he's found Mm -hmm. guilty. 
but being found guilty in civil court didn't mean he went to jail. And it was he just, just had necessary. to. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so we're stuck in civil court right now. And the only way to take them, it has to be the state versus so-and-so or the federal government versus so-and-so, the different agencies versus so-and-so. And it can't be, you know, Kozluan and Hillary versus so-and-so because we don't have because that have power. No but when the state, yeah, when the state sues whoever it is, it has, mm-hmm. it has a big pull. But, but you know, it, it all comes back to people, and I was one of them. I was one of them six years ago. If you had told me this was happening, I would say, you know something, you're imagining it, couldn't be happening, you go to court, everything will be sorted out, and and look, look, look what happened, you know? Look what happened. That's that's the big thing is people don't think it can happen, happen to them, and, and, you know, if only there was the magic bullet, you know, to, to show the public what really is happening. I mean, I think as as the victims pile up, I was thinking this, you know what, Luann, if you would add all the years of your show and all the years of Marty's show, we're looking at about 24 years of Mm -hmm. radio shows. We are not at a loss to find victims to come on these shows and tell their stories. 24 years worth of broadcast about this and not just in the united states we're getting these victims all over the world i mean now you get you know really into like the world economic forum and i mean everything but it's such it's such a crime that's just going on everywhere and yet yes we still seem seem like the conspiracy theorists now we only have about nine minutes left but we got to talk about diane diamond i feel like diane diamond basically takes the tinfoil hat off of all of us because she is just so her, her reputation is just so amazing. And the fact that she wrote this book, people are going to start to look at us differently because I feel like she basically justified us. What do you guys feel about the Diane Diamond book and basically that she is now telling the story for us? Um, go ahead, Hillary, and I'll talk to Talk about that afterwards. Okay, I'm just going to move my location quickly. I mean, Van Diamond <laughs> has been been helping victims with her writing and, and also just you know commiserating with victims. I think um, New Mexico was big, um, but but the book is is huge, you know, and it was a risk for her mm-hmm. because um, you know no, not many people know about guardianship, and you're you're trying to get as many people to buy the book, but not only has she written the book, which is phenomenal, she continues to advocate for victims and change in, in the system. And she's doing it gratis as well. So she's a a, a big pull in anyone our age. You know, we remember Diane Diamond, I think it was inside edition. She's wrote Mm -hmm. the book on Michael Jackson. And and again, it's like Diane Diamond and Mary Jordan, she's a Pulitzer Prize winning writer who wrote the article that was only Gaza took a higher stage than the, the piece on Doug Hulse and the guardianship system in Florida. You know, what are they going to say? Are they going to say that a Washington Post writer and Diane Diamond, that they're conspiracy theorists as well? I, I mean, yeah. you know, they can only try. go so far. Right, and I'll exactly. just before I thank you again for having me on, I'll just mention one thing, and I think it's okay if I let the hat out of the bag. Um, one of one of our, not our victims, a victim in Brevard County, Karen Berlin, who miraculously got her mother out of guardianship a few years ago, went after the guardian in Brevard yeah. County. She was, she was interviewed. I think other people are going to be inter- interviewed, but I don't think anyone else in Florida... She was interviewed for um, CBS News this morning with Jane Pauley. So that's going to be huge, too. That is so huge. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for announcing it here. That is so huge. This is so exciting. I think think they're they're, uh, interviewing victims in in California, which is their their main hub. So um, supposedly the interview went well. You know, they're all... They're all short pieces, but it's 
just um, it, it, it's something. But I, I'll say to anyone listening who is going through what will be more than likely the worst situation in their life. For me, it was worse than losing my mother to cancer. We knew that my mother was sick and was dying, but with my dad and the guardianship, it was a day-to-day struggle. We didn't know what was happening. We had absolutely no control, no no way of knowing anything. Um, we are with you. We will help you yeah. to the best of our ability. We will be at court hearings in person if we are local, or we will be on your Zoom hearing uh, throughout the country, and I would think the world. But please know that you're not alone. We have gone through it. And we've learned things that we wish we had known back then. So um, please give my phone number out, my email out, Luann has it, and um, I'll, I'll be more than happy to do whatever I can. I could have gone back to a normal semblance of life, having hit the lottery, getting my dad out of guardianship. Um, he's having his piece of sweet potato pie as we speak. But oh, what that's I amazing. Had, yeah, what <laughs> I... What I encountered in the guardianship nightmare, I, I couldn't go back to a normal life. I have an obligation, we all do, to, to stop the madness and, and, and yeah. just the madness. So thank you so much, ladies, for having me thank on. You. I really appreciate it. Oh, my that. gosh. Thank you. I know we only have about four minutes left. I, I would go longer, but, you know, I'm a baker, and I have to be up early and do the cinnamon rolls. <laughs> But, um, oh, my gosh, Luann Luann reached out to me, and this was her idea because Luann's writing a book. Luann, real quick, like in two minutes, tell us about your book because this was the most exciting thing, and I was so excited with all the little chapters that you were telling me. I'm like, this is so genius. Yeah, it's it's basically what we've been told. I told my mother's, my whole family story in the beginning, and I – I used the inserts of what the 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 the, uh, the the attorneys would say, the judges would say, all the way through all the headings. So it'll basically take you through the book to understand what guardianship and conservatorship abuse. But it's it's a, a flexion on the whole probate system. It's just not guardianship abuse or conservative abuse. It's the whole probate system is flawed. So it's I've yeah. been in process of this book for almost seven years. I mean, as long as the radio show. I had to give it up at one time, um, but I'm really glad I did because I, I'm, I'm more wiser at what's going on. And I know yeah. the, uh, the pattern that these uh, for-profit guardians and conservators use to put someone into this trap. So I do have the name for the book. I'll be releasing that probably within the next couple months as soon as Robin gets back in town, which he couldn't be on tonight, sadly. But he'll be coming back into town to do our radio show starting here in a couple of weeks. Uh, and we're going to be, is, and you have invited us to be on your show next Wednesday. Uh, it'll probably be the Wednesday after that. Is if it you the could. Wednesday after? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It'll be the Wednesday after we, that. And we will we will announce it. This is so exciting. All right. We just have two minutes left. We have to real quick thank our sponsors. We are sponsored. These shows are sponsored by the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse. The Website is stopguardianshipabuse.org if you're in the United States that you can get a hold of them. International, we are sponsored by AASGAA, which is the Australian Association of Stop Guardianship and Administrative Abuse. AASGAA.org is collecting the international stories, and they are working international. The countries that seem to be most affected, we're looking at Norway, Ireland, over there, a little bit of UK, the Commonwealth countries that have similar governments as Australia. We're also sponsored by Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit and Shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page. We will be back next week with Michael Volpe, investigative journalist. He is going to be updating us on the state of California, and we are going to be so excited to have him come back. And Boy, Luann, this was a great idea. Thank you. This was such a great idea. Right. And thank you, Hillary, for coming on. And Marcy, it was okay. so nice getting to meet everybody. And everyone, have a wonderful night. Thank you and good night. Good awesome night. Show. Thanks so you. much. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose.